Hey, it's Nikki here with the Power of Positive podcast. Thank you so much for listening in, and I hope that you will dedicate some time to listen to this episode in full. And maybe the topic doesn't necessarily appeal to you. I really hope you will consider listening to it in full, if not for your own health, but just to bring awareness to an issue that affects a major portion of the population. My goal with this episode is to build awareness to mental health, and it's going to be pretty heavy on facts because of me personally not knowing some of these things, not educating myself. And I always think if I feel this way, if I think this way, if this is the situation for me, odds are it's the same for someone else. So maybe you listening aren't aware of some of the information I'm going to be sharing. And I think that's important to know either for yourself or to recognize these things maybe in someone else or just to be sensitive, to know that this is the reality for some people and you can keep that in mind when you are either dealing with someone or maybe just praying for someone. May being Mental Health Awareness Month, I think this is really important for us to talk about. So thanks for listening in today. I hope this is valuable to you. The information I'm going to be sharing is from the National Alliance on Mental Illness website. So you can go to nami.org for more information. 20.6% of U.S. adults, which equals out to be 51.5 million people, experienced mental illness in 2019, but only 43.8% of them received treatment. That means one in five U.S. adults experience mental illness each year, but less than half get treatment. 16.5% of U.S. youth aged 6 to 17, which is approximately 7.7 million people. And I think it's so important that we not only recognize the percentage of the population, but also the number of people that that equals out to be. Because when we stop and think about that's 7.7 million children experienced a mental health disorder in 2016, but only 50.6% of them received treatment. One in six youth experience a mental health condition each year, but only half get treatment. Before researching this, I hadn't a clue about these numbers. 7.7 million youth ages 6 to 17 suffer some sort of mental health disorder. 
but just over half of them are getting help. I think the majority is unidentified, that parents or teachers or friends just aren't aware of it. And maybe even themselves aren't aware. Maybe they don't even realize these things in themselves, these signs of a mental health issue. Because somehow only 50% of them are getting help. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14. And 75% by age 24. Clearly there is a need for us to bring awareness to our youth of what mental health health is and bring awareness to the adults in their lives on being aware of what the signs are and how we can help them. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34 and the 10th leading cause of death overall in the U.S. The overall suicide rate in the U.S. increased by 35% since 1999. The lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth are four times more likely to attempt suicide. Transgender adults are nearly 12 times more likely to attempt suicide. The average delay between onset of mental illness symptoms and treatment is 11 years. I think that stat may have shocked me the most. That people could go that long feeling alone. Feeling like there's something wrong with them. And having no one to help them through it. Fifty-five percent of U.S. counties don't have a single practicing Psychiatrist. 3.8 of U.S. adults experience both mental illness and a substance use disorder in 2019. That equates to 9.5 million people. Mental illness and substance use disorders are involved in one out of every eight emergency department visits by a U.S. adult, which is estimated. 12 million visits. 20.5% of people experiencing homelessness in the U.S. have a serious mental health condition. 37% of adults incarcerated in state and federal prison systems have a diagnosed mental illness. 70.4% of the youth in juvenile justice systems have a diagnosed mental illness. And 41% of Veterans Health Administration patients have a diagnosed mental illness or substance use disorder. I think it's important that we recognize these different, I guess, categories of people, that it doesn't affect just one certain type of person. And beyond these categories, if you will, I think there's that general category of just people, 
maybe people who don't fit into a certain category, maybe people who I guess maybe are unsuspecting candidates for mental illness, or maybe those that don't maybe consider themselves or qualify in air quotes as a mental illness, a mental disorder. But I think there are definitely a large group of people who maybe a better way of putting it is need support with their mental health, whether that be a psychiatrist, therapist, a friend to talk to, or even just the support of a tool that they can use on their own, whether that be meditation or journaling or practicing along with, I don't know, an online course or something. I think beyond those stats, which I don't know about you, but are just mind-blowing. They're just they're just heavy when we sit and really think about the millions of people who are suffering from mental illness conditions. There's a large number beyond those stats that that have a mental health need. And I think maybe even just beyond the stigma of mental health is the flat out ignorance of mental health, of not really understanding or acknowledging what it is and that we all need to take care of our mental health, that we can't wait until there is, there is a major issue or even a red flag, that mental health is an area where we can be proactive and we all should. I think another common area that was not addressed in these statistics, whether that be because it is maybe just a separate category, again, like I feel myself am not completely educated in mental health. But in the stats that I just read from that report of NAMI.org, postpartum or PTSD, those stats weren't included. And so again, I'm not sure if that's just because maybe there is a separate category for those things, but clearly those are really important groups to note as well. Thinking back 20, 30 years ago, I don't think that I can recall postpartum depression was talked about at all. Of course, I wasn't a mom 30 years ago, so I don't know, but I just feel like that topic for sure is talked about more, as well as PTSD. Again, I don't have a personal experience with it, nor does anyone super close to me, but I feel like that is a topic that is discussed more often, and not to discredit either of those two groups, because again, I think there is a real need for support and awareness in those situations. Those two groups, any of the stats that I just read in those, you know, groups of uh, veterans or 
youth or sexual preference or homelessness or those in the judicial system, any of those categories beyond any of the special groupings. I think there's a real need for addressing those people that don't fit in any of those categories, but still need to address their mental health. I'm talking about just random people that don't see the warning signs of mental illness. Again, I'm going to reference the National Alliance on Mental Illness website, referencing a blog article that I read recently, Five Warning Signs of Mental Illness That People Miss. I'm going to briefly share from this article just to bring awareness to ourselves, to making ourselves aware of these signs, to be watching for in ourselves and those around us. Number one, constant fatigue. Just dealing with all the symptoms of the mental illness on top of school and or work or other just life responsibilities, in addition to possibly, you know, covering up your symptoms to try to act as normal as you can. It can be exhausting. If a person seems chronically tired all the time for what seems like no reason, it might be a sign of a mental condition. Number two, physical pain. The body and the mind are connected. I've talked about this many times before of sort of thinking ourselves into having more energy. If you are If your body is physically feeling sick, your mind isn't 100%. You're either, you know, not completely with it or not on top of things. So it only makes sense that if you are suffering mentally, that your physical body would be suffering also. Research shows that up to 50% of people with chronic pain conditions experience symptoms of depression. And those symptoms can be something like an upset stomach or changes in digestion, body aches, or even headaches. Additionally, some research shows in conditions like depression, those people may have an increased sensitivity to pain. If someone is having random aches and pains that cannot be explained, mental health could be a reason. Number three, perfectionism. This is especially relevant in something like an OCD or uh, anxiety or eating disorder. No one is perfect or meant to be perfect. If someone is obsessing over perfection in either their physical appearance or their eating habits or even something like work, that could be a sign of an underlying health issue. Number four, lack of emotion. I think that's a real common symptom of mental illness that isn't always talked about. We think of people with mental illness having, you know, depression or anxiousness or just being upset all the time. But there's also a need to acknowledge that you can experience the exact opposite. 
nothing, blankness or a complete disregard for yourself or others or the world around you. While we may all have off days, it's important that if a person loses the ability to experience joy for an extended period of time, that is 100% a sign of mental illness. Number five, avoidance. I think this may be a fine line for those people who are introverts like me, who really love their alone time. But I do also love time with my family. I do really need and enjoy a night out with girlfriends every once in a while. So I think this avoidance situation is really more of just completely avoiding situations as a way to cope with things, maybe something that they don't want to deal with. However, developing a pattern of avoidance can sometimes be a sign of a deeper issue. So whether that be avoiding a certain person or a public space or whatever the case is, that could be just a way of not dealing with facing the challenge. For example, someone with a panic disorder may avoid situations that would trigger their panic attacks. While in short term, that makes sense. But in the long run, you're really just avoiding the challenge and not doing anything to get better. It almost feels like I shouldn't be talking about that situation and shouldn't be giving advice because that's not something I deal with and obviously not an expert on it. But I think as far as the topic of avoidance goes, it's simply a matter of not living an area of your life because it's hard to deal with. So not leaving your house because you don't want to deal with people or not eating out because you are obsessively controlling about your food. And those issues really are preventing you from living a happy, fulfilling life. I hope this has been helpful and not too overly fact-filled. But again, my goal with this was really to bring awareness, a piece of education. And I know that podcasts are much easier to listen to rather than sitting down and reading or researching on your own. This topic of mental health awareness is so important for us all to be aware of so that we can see those signs in ourselves or those around us and also to be sensitive to situations in regards to mental health. Again, I just want to cite the National Alliance on Mental Illness website that I got all this information from. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well if you want to visit the website to learn more yourself. And I just want to say again, thank you for listening. I'm proud of you for taking the time to bring awareness to mental health. And I hope this was helpful. Stay positive and stay healthy. Thanks for joining me today. 
I hope my sharing has helped you in some way. And if it has, let me know by connecting with me on social. You can find me on Instagram at I am Nikki J. That's the letters I M N I K K I J. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories to let others know this episode was helpful to you. And could you tag me also? I want to know which topics benefit you most. One more thing. Could you take a second to rate the podcast? It would mean so much. Your rating and comment will help people looking to connect with people like you and I find this podcast too. Thanks so much.